I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, The Ultimate Guide to Following Your Purpose and Creating Change in the World, is out now and you can order it globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place, but you don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It's packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work, so that together we create a better world. When you order the book, you also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Live Purpose Bootcamp, 
during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking all about sacred anger. Now, I want to start with a question. Have you ever felt guilty for feeling negative emotions? I know I have, and this is very common with spiritual people in general. A lot of the spiritual literature over the past few decades has been about nurturing positivity. And whereas there's nothing wrong with that, it's unfortunately created a spiritual culture that looks down upon the so-called quote-unquote negative emotions. In truth, there are no negative emotions. There simply are emotions. And in my opinion, all emotions are equally valuable for the human experience. Do you agree with me? You see, every single emotion we have is here to teach us something. Yes, the high-vibe emotions of love and joy are at the frequency of our spirit and soul, but if we were meant to solely vibrate at that high frequency, then we wouldn't have been born into this physical world. Conversely, we've come here so that we can experience the totality of emotions, learn lessons from them, and then transmute them to more positive emotions. It comes with the territory of being human, and I don't know about you, but I like it this way. In this episode of the Lead Up Lightworker podcast, we talk about the emotion of anger, what it means, what it's here to teach us, and how we can utilize it to follow our life purpose. Serena Myers is the author of Sacred Anger and my book mentoring client, and I'm so proud to have guided her to write and publish this book. And in this episode, you're going to learn what makes anger sacred, why people are afraid to talk about anger, how to tell what's behind your anger, and practical tools to express your anger in a healthy way. When you're done listening to this episode, make sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let us know what you enjoyed most about it. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Serena Myers. Serena Myers is a Sacred Transformation Mentor, author of Sacred Anger and Professional Speaker. Her divinely guided coaching guides recovering people pleasers to explore what they need and how they really feel so they can give themselves radical permission to experience it all. Serena hosts a podcast and Facebook community called The Light Walker's Path, which explores spirituality without light washing. Her personal and professional commitment to exploring the shadow side of light work in safe and sacred spaces are what make her coaching programs have a deep and lasting impact. Serena, welcome to the Little Welcome to the Little Lightworker podcast. Hello, I am really excited to be here, George. Well, thank you so much for being here, and I'm so excited to chat about your book, Sacred Anger, that you've been one of my mentees for the past, has it been one year or even more than one year? More than a year now. Yeah, it's oh been more than a year. Goodness, I remember when you first came to me with the idea to write Sacred Anger, and I thought it was such a revolutionary book because there aren't many books out there on anger, and there aren't many books relating and explaining and guiding people to work through their anger in a very accepting, spiritual, and uh, very emotionally guided way. There are books out there around the psychology of anger, like psychological academic books, 
but not so much so self-help. So I'm, I, I feel so honored to have been able to guide you to bringing this book out into the world and I'm so excited for you and for the people who are about to read it. And I want to get started right away with your journey in dealing with your own anger which brought you to the point of writing this book. So what has that journey been for you where you are now in the state where you feel like you can help other people deal and work through their anger? I think one of the things that I found out through my own just spiritual journey in general is that when we are immersed in something, when we are living a day to day, when everyone around us is living the same kind of reality, we just accept that as truth. We accept that that's normal. And we don't actually know that there's other things out there unless we get exposure to them. And that's what my life was like with anger. So everyone around me was angry. We were in a really dangerous part of town. We had a lot of poverty around us. There was violence within our home. Um, lots of explosive uh, expressions of emotion because no one really knew how to actually deal with those things constructively or healthily. And I just kind of thought that that's what life was. I walked around with a chip on my shoulder for a super long time and it was around, it was 2007 where somehow I recognized that the voice, that critical voice that was in my head, which was really contributing to being angry at the world, wasn't me where I was able to make that separation between these thoughts and who I actually was. And I realized that I didn't want to be someone who saw the world through that filter. And, you know, when I really began my spiritual journey, I thought of it as almost like a psychological one. It was really like ways to get to know myself better. I had no idea that what I was going to do was unravel all of the teachings that I had learned from my family, all the conditioning that I'd grown up with. Um, and I could choose differently, that I could see the world from a different perspective and one that's a lot less angry. And I 100% relate to that, like, I don't know if you know about the Enneagram, which is a personality system. So I am type one, the reformer slash perfectionist, and their main passion, their main, like, their neutral um, sort of innate emotion is anger. So mm. I am someone who feels anger all the time. And like you in the past, I didn't know how to handle it. it, it just used to be my way of dealing with the world. Whatever something happened, I would just feel angry about it, angry towards myself, angry towards other people, angry towards the world. And it wasn't until I entered my spiritual path that I was given the opportunity to use this anger as a tool to create change. And mm -hmm. that's what I love about your book, Sacred Anger, and I love that you called it sacred. So when people think about anger, especially when they are experiencing it, they don't quite define it with the word sacred. So I'm curious to find out what makes anger sacred? So sacred anger and anger are the exact same emotion. I wanna make sure that that's crystal clear. The thing that is different is our relationship with that emotion. So where we're able to look at it as something that's teaching us, something that is revealing something to us, like things that are really important, uh, boundaries that have been crossed and um, those sorts of things as opposed to it being something that is controlling us or that is um, uncontrolled within us. So when we're dealing with our anger in different ways and we can do that in a more comfortable way when we view it as a sacred teacher as opposed to something that we should be avoiding, things don't get bottled up. And so those explosive tendencies that people are afraid of don't actually happen, or at least they don't happen as frequently because there isn't as much bottled up to explode in the first place. So 
viewing it as a sacred teacher is really leaning into it. It's the willingness to listen to it and to allow it to show you um, why it's even here before you're trying to get past it. So much of us mm -hmm. want to just say like, this is an uncomfortable emotion. People have called it low vibe. It's actually not low vibe at all, in my opinion. Um, you know, we get so, so caught up in this, like, I don't like this. Let's move the emotion. Let's transmute it. Let's release it. Let's smudge it away that we're actually missing the very medicine that came here to teach us. Yes. And I love how you're talking about the different layers that are like underneath anger. Something that you talk about in the book is that sometimes your anger, many times your anger is not really anger, but it's what under what's underneath that and all the emotions that we're covering up with that anger. So in your experience, what are those main emotions that many people tend to uh, camouflage with their anger? Yeah, for as uncomfortable as anger is, it's actually more comfortable than a lot of these other emotions. And I think fear is the number one. And I think that was a big thing for me growing up is, you know, I lived in a lot of fear all the time. Like, and I, I don't need to get into the specifics of it, but it was literally 24 seven, my nervous system was all, you know, all systems ready to go. And so anger becomes an easier way to be able to deal with that because it is scary to admit that you are afraid, it, especially if you're in an environment that, you know, vulnerability is weakness or um, makes you more vulnerable because if people know these secret things that you're feeling inside, um, then that puts a target on your back. So fear is probably the biggest one. Um, any kind of really vulnerable emotion is there though. So if we're feeling really disappointed or hurt or let down, if we're feeling like we're not included, um, all the things that, especially as adults, we would have difficulty saying out loud or admitting out loud because they're usually tapped into the younger parts of ourselves that are feeling these things or just pushing on those wounds. Those are the things where anger becomes a scapegoat, a much more mm. convenient way to express it because it's easier to put the wall up because you're angry than it is to put the wall up because you're admitting that your heart is broken or that you're afraid. So sometimes we use anger essentially for spiritual bypassing, like ignoring what's underneath and just using like blaming it all on the anger and expressing it all on the anger instead of really noticing and unearthing and dealing with the underlying emotions that you've just mentioned. So many people do that. And we, I think we are a society, we've been in society for many years where we've been angry because of all this suppressing of our emotions and not doing the inner work collectively. So what in your opinion is the impact of avoiding that anger? Where will avoiding our anger lead us? And how can we avoid that? So I think there's the, the personal impact and then the bigger impact. And what we mm. saw with the pandemic was the bigger impact of all yes. the things that had gone unexplored and unexpressed. And it all came to a head and we saw it in violence. We saw it in protests. We saw it in a lot of injustice coming to the forefront. And those things had been happening quietly behind the scenes. And now it was give, being given voice because we had that additional pressure of the fear of the pandemic and being locked in with our people and just that, that lack of freedom that we wanted to express, right? So it all kind of like was a pressure cooker and it all came to a head. So those are the kinds of things that happen as a collective when we don't deal with our stuff. But on a personal level, we see it show up in our relationships where we don't trust ourselves to show up in equal partnership if it's our own anger that, um, that we're afraid of or that we don't trust. If it's our partner who's really angry and we don't know how to be able to engage with those emotions, then there's a lack of trust there. And that means that we don't get to live a fully expressed life. There's always a part of you that is walking on eggshells or watching what you say or holding back so that um, there isn't the possibility of that trigger. And so then you're denying the world, all of you, which is the whole point of why we came here to be. But there's also health implications. 
We see people who um, have issues with their hearts and issues with their blood pressure. We see um, people who develop ulcers because of the things that they hold in and they hold back. And so we really have to be mindful of the energy of these emotions. Emotions are really just energy. We have to be mindful of what those are because they have consequences on us in our, our physical selves and how we relate to each other. I love that. And I feel that many people, when they start their spiritual journey and the, this journey of inner healing, and they discover that, oh my God, I've been camouflaging so many emotions with my anger. They start feeling guilty about it. Mm -hmm. They start feeling resentment about it. And they get stuck in this, this vicious circle of just going from feeling angry and then feeling guilty about their anger and then trying to do the inner work, but they cannot because they're feeling resentment and guilt and it goes on and on and on. It creates more anger. So mm -hmm. how do we forgive ourselves and therefore break out of this cycle of anger, resentment, guilt, so we can start doing the inner work. Yeah, I think of that as like the shame spiral, um, yes. which let's just say it is the most beautiful distraction from evolution. If we're talking about doing inner work so that we can raise our vibration and our consciousness, what better, what better tactic of the ego to say, well, you can't do this work because look over here, look over here, look at how angry you are. So it is, um, I think those spirals and any kind of like mental distraction is the best tactic the ego has developed to be able to keep us from shining our light is huge. But you, you mentioned forgiveness and that I think is the remedy of all of us. And the first part of that is recognizing that you're on the shame spiral in the first place, because then you, instead of stepping into that next step of shame or that resentment, you can forgive yourself for being angry in the first place. Now, sometimes when we're in those places where we're really angry, we say or do things that we are then feeling you know, more shame and more anger about. And it's hard to just say, you know what, Serena, you had a bad day, you're forgiven. It's really hard to be in that place. So what I like to suggest is when we get to that place where, especially when the forgiveness is for ourselves and we're having resistance to it, instead of trying to just wipe the slate clean, pray for the willingness to forgive yourself mm -hmm. and do that literally every single day. I've done it for like a month sometimes. And somewhere in that, I think it's because we're bringing that intention and that attention to the idea of, we are open to the idea of this forgiveness. It eventually happens. And we start noticing that that heaviness isn't there, the judgment isn't there. We give ourselves a lot more. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I love that. And I, I feel that willingness to change is half a change. Yes. Because as, as soon as you are willing to create something new, to accept a new idea, to experience a new emotion, you're halfway there. Mm -hmm. Because 
the whole issue was your resistance in accepting a solution. So by releasing the resistance and accepting the solution, you've got part of the solution and then it's just a matter of just using a tool, using a step to allow yourself to move there fully. And before we go into the practical steps and guidance, I wanna ask another question around manifestation, keeping your vibration high, in the spiritual community, we talk a lot about, okay, the higher vibrational frequency, the more easily you can manifest. So when it comes to negative emotions, such as anger, which in my opinion, it's not a negative emotion, but many people define it as a negative emotion. How, what is your approach to using anger as a tool for manifestation and for emotional healing, rather than as seeing it as something that is to be avoided? So we talked before how I said that I didn't think that anger was low vibe. So emotions like depression are really low vibe where they yes. literally like slow us right down. Anger burns hot. So we can use that as fuel. And um, we'll see this a lot of times in sacred activism where someone will just feel so deeply and so passionately about yes. something like an injustice in the world that they are out there, like working their anger and putting it to use. And I think we can do the same things with manifestation, where it's almost like energetic sacred activism, I guess, in a sense, where we take those things that are really important and that we're and we are using the the vibration of anger for our use. So in the same way that you would with raising your vibration, whether it's like chanting or exercise or prayer or whatever it is that you do to, to boost your signal, so to speak, you can use anger in the same way, but, you're, but channel it into things that are really constructive. And it's also going to help you to feel better about your anger because you know that it's not just this futile emotion burning inside you, destroying you from the inside out, you've then channeled that energy into something good. And especially if it's for a bigger purpose, something outside of yourself, um, it can feel actually really, really empowering. Oh my God, 100%. I think that's what we've seen with Black Lives Matter last year. And it's, it's mm -hmm. this, this sacred activism, utilizing the anger for change. And that's what my book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, was all about again, like fueling yourself up and using that passion and that anger to create change in the world and i 100% agree with you it is such a, a, a powerful driven emotion and also there is a scale of emotions and anger is only scale and you're 100% right that depression and fear feel totally disempowered whereas anger is just an improvement from that mm -hmm. state and it's just a matter of going upwards and upwards and upwards well and if you think about it too like when we are in, in that place of anger, we can't just kumbaya our way into a high vibration. Yes. Like we are really in it, right? It's something that it can be really all consuming. So then it's like, do we just let that energy sit there and, and, and burn inside us? Or can we give it an outlet? Yes. And and making, making big change in the world, even if we're doing that through manifestation and um, intentional work, like that feels good. That feels purposeful. It's it, yes. it just really rewires our whole relationship with how it feels within us. I actually experienced exactly that two weeks ago. I have been trying to manifest a specific desire. I was trying to launch something and it wasn't working for like six months. So my guidance was just surrender, just rest, wait, 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 wait. And then I realized I saw someone online do the same thing as I, was, as I, I, I had wanted to do. Oh my God, the anger I felt in that moment, like I mm. could not be controlled. <laughs> I felt the volcano rising up within me. And as you said, anger is hot. Mm -hmm. I literally felt hot. And I'm like, you know what? This is happening right now. I don't care anymore. I'm not waiting anymore. Universe, I'm gonna, <laughs> you're going to listen to me right now. So I mm -hmm. used that anger, like within an hour, I manifested that thing that I wanted because first of all, divine timing worked. 
Mm-hmm. Second of all, I listen to the guidance. Third of all, I use the anger in a productive way rather than suppress it and go with it. So, and sometimes we need that little nudge, like that thing to pull us out of the just waiting trigger. for the dot. Yeah, exactly. Because we do get into that place where when we're waiting for the sign or we're waiting for the timing to align, we, we sometimes can get a little bit complacent. Yes. And when the universe comes and lights a fire under our butt, it's kind of hard to, to be in that complacent place. Like you have to act because yeah. you just can't help but do anything yeah. else. Sometimes the divine guidance comes through anger. I think that's a mm-hmm. nice twist here because why not? Yep. Okay, so let's talk about the practical tools and processes to dealing with our anger, not dealing, utilizing our anger. So mm-hmm. what would your top tool or tools be? Mm. So for using it or for transmuting it? Let's do both. Let's okay. start with trans- transmuting or, u- or utilizing, depending on which comes first. Okay, so the first thing that came through, I think it's because we're in full moon mode right now as we're recording. So transmuting always comes through for me with a full moon. Um, And there's two elements I love to work with the most with this, and it's fire and water. And for years, I was always a fire girl because I felt uh, really connected to that primal destructive nature because I was really in my anger mode, of course. Um, And there is something to that because when we are doing a release with fire, whether it's just pouring our energy into the flame of a candle or where we're literally writing things on paper and and setting them on fire safely, of course, and watching them burn. They're very different experiences than um, standing in the shower and imagining um, the water as a purifying light that is cascading over you, starting Mm. your crown and clearing everything through and and moving through all the debris in your light body and within your chakras. they're both very transmutive properties, uh, but very different experiences. One is a bit more masculine, one's a bit more feminine, but they're both super, super powerful in the things that I do the most right now in terms of my own practice. Um, in terms of ways of using it, um, I love to take it into my journal because this is where you can find out what else is underneath. So what else is the question I'll always ask. So I start off where I'll write down on the paper, like I am really angry about X and I'll go, what else am I feeling? And I just keep asking what else until I get to the bottom, because that's where we get the nuance. That's where we get to find all the different layers. And that's where the healing can begin, because until we've brought everything to the surface to be revealed, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. So what else with the journal? That's probably uh, in terms of working with it. And then the second one I would have to say would be if it's something um, like social change that is really like just burning inside of you, sacred activism is a beautiful outlet for it. Um, And that can be letter writing campaigns, that can be uncomfortable conversations with racist relatives at family dinners, that can be um, posting things on social media, it can be um, actually going out and doing the protests and doing the rallies and writing about it and um, sharing your experience because so much of these changes that are happening on these big social levels are really intimidating for just the average person who maybe doesn't know anybody who's caught up in that moment or in that movement. And so when we have conversations, we get to personalize the movement. We get to be advocates for what this change is. And it makes it a lot more approachable from people that know you who may have been a little bit overwhelmed by reading about it in the news or seeing a video on YouTube. So in terms of channeling, uh, yeah, one is getting to know yourself better by asking, you know, what else? And the second would be putting it to work for you for social change with sacred activism. I love all these processes and I love your distinction between masculine and feminine uh, energy processes. And on this point, I would like to expand a little bit more around introvert and extrovert way of expressing anger. Because Mm. I just, the first idea that came to mind uh, when it comes to like expressing anger is just punching a pillow, for example. 
mm-hmm. or something that I learned in uh, in my training has been when like when you're in a in a therapy client situation in an office and your client is feeling a lot of anger, just give them a, a tissue and ask them to throw it like really hard on the wall, <laughs> just to, like express the anger. So, what if someone because in our community in the spiritual community, many people are highly sensitive mm-hmm. and empathic. So when it comes to empaths and intuitives and highly sensitive people who already feel like they shouldn't be angry but want to do the work, how can they do it and express it in in a toned down way, I want to say? Mm. And of course, the journaling is a part of it. That's one process. But I would like you to go deeper and compare that with an extroverted way. What could that look like? So for an extrovert, it's going to be something they need to communicate and they usually need to be witnessed in their process. I know like I'm technically, I'm a very sensitive extrovert, but I'm technically an extrovert and I'm an audible processor. So I need to talk it out. I need to say everything I need to say. Sometimes I take the moment to regroup first, but I really need to talk it out and it has to be verbally expressed for me. Um, For some people that would be very, very hard to do, very intimidating to do. And so they have to find these little processes within Mm. themselves. And and for some people, they're not actually even gonna wanna take like an energetic approach to it. They're going to go and get on a treadmill. They're gonna go for a run. They're gonna um, swim. They're gonna do something physical that allows them to just move the energy without having to have that cognitive or energetic, the energetic process is happening, but they're not aware of the energetic process happening. Um, screaming into a pillow is a great one. Um, I also participate in a breath work once a month. And at the end of the session, she has this moment where you just scream. Now, interestingly, I know I just said that I need to audibly process, but I don't scream. I silently scream. I go through the same motion of the energetic projection. It feels like I'm yelling. Um, my throat chakra still feels honored, even though I'm not actually screaming, but there is something about this silent primal release that looks like yelling but is completely silent um, that is also really really helpful and you know if someone is really sensitive they might need to find gentler ways water would definitely be a a more comfortable way to work with it than say fire even Um, and the other thing is that something that worked for us one month might not work for us the next month so we need to have kind of a few different tools in our arsenal that we can try and if it's not moving or if it's still feeling heavy after we've got something else that we can bring in to to kind of round out the experience yes and for those listening or watching if you're wondering where do i find these tools here we are chapter (laughs) nine (laughs) sacred anger serena's book uncover the teachings of your most feared emotion and i loved that you mentioned silent silent screaming Mm -hmm. i've experienced it but i never defined that way where it's like you you essentially expand your aura outwards and you allow your energy to just scream out into the surrounding uh, mm-hmm. world. So powerful way. And I love that you also mentioned the different uh, ways of, of processing anger, cognitive, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. It's just a matter of finding out what works for us and using it. Mm-hmm. Serena, oh my goodness, thank you so much for sharing all these powerful tools and wisdom with us. Where can people get in touch with you, work with you and get your book, Sacred Anger? Well, the book is available at sacredangerbook.com, which will direct you to my website, serena.ca. And I am at Serena Myers on most social channels, but I hang out the most on Facebook and Instagram. Well, thank you so much for being on the Lead Up Live Record podcast. It's been such an honor guiding you through this journey of publishing Sacred Anger, and I'm so excited for everyone who's going to read it. Thank you so Thanks much, Serena. Thanks for being a huge part of it, George. It's been amazing. 
you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.